Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your Ring of Honor post show for Thursday, October 26th. We are full on spooky season it's getting pretty spooky not having any champs on our product over (laughs) here red but we've got some ring of honor to talk about tonight guys we'll ask you to get in your super chats not your humper chats because i'm the only i'm the only facilitator today and i don't have access to those so please to get your question or statement read on air we welcome what you have to say but let's do it in super chat form tonight we also ask you to leave a thumbs up on this video uh, and to subscribe to Fightful Select, where there's so much going on. You're finding out the very anticlimactic news about where SummerSlam is going to be, but there's exciting <laughs> stuff going on up there. Some 2024 contract news. I'm sure CM Punk will breathe again and we'll get an update. You know, all sorts of kind of things. TNA is back. What is happening in the world of wrestling, Reg? My goodness. But today we're talking some ROH. There is no impact post show on the backside of this because there is a clip show that they're running, which, well, I'm sure is going to be very entertaining as we are saying goodbye to the impact era, back to the TNA era. Uh, Not a lot to like comment on from Joel and Cresta's perspective. So we're flying with us tonight, but Reg, you said before we went on, this is kind of like a filler episode a little bit here. I'm you might have used the phrase wasted time, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> throw me right under the bus to start this. Uh, let's see what's was, going on here. I was gonna let it slide and I was like, you know, let's come in hot on it. Let's come in hot <laughs> on it because you know why I got I felt like I got deceived, Reg. I felt like we were gonna get final battle at Hammerstein Ballroom. It felt like we were headed that way. We were hearing all about this pay-per-view, not Correct. mad about world's end. Seems like it's going to be cool, but 
you hurt me, okay? You told me in as many words that Ring of Honor was coming back, Tony Khan. That's what you told me. And when I say you told me, I mean I made up in my brain and worked myself into. But then you took it away and you put it in Texas where I'm not going. Uh, so I'm now going to throw you under the bus and tell you it was a waste of time tonight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I kind of feel like Joel and Cresta with the Impact show of like, this is, what are we going to comment on this show? This feel like a clip show too. <laughs> this kind of did feel like a clip show. But we did get some really good movement in the driving force of this with Billy Starks and Athena. A couple of other stories continuing to build, but overall this did feel pretty filler. We'll see how these go. I mean, it's a little tricky because it feels like just when we get our footing, something gets kind of set back. Like it feels right. like we get some really good story development and then things get set back. We saw, um, I mean, I feel like every main event is the embassy, but <laughs> like what for what tag titles? Like this gets a little bit tricky. So uh, we're going to dive into all of it. But overall, we've got final battle happening in a little bit. I feel like we're making baby steps. I feel like the biggest progress we could make would be to have a lot of these titles change hands into like ROH talent at final battle. I feel like they could be setting up to do that. They're including this pay-per-view in the price of honor club. Right. Um, it, it does mean a lot to have the hung bucks dropping those titles instead of, um, you know, the embassy because there are ties to ROH and their marquee name. So Things like that, if they make those switches, I think we could be in a really healthy place by the end of the year. But right now, it kind of feels like we're buying time a little bit. What are your thoughts on like where we might be headed in the next couple months? Um, Listen, I came on this podcast and I said, we're back, baby. ROH is on our way. We said that like every three weeks. And uh, I was lying, I think. I think I was lying. Was I lying that day? Was I high that day? I definitely was high that day. I could have been high that day. I definitely was high that day. But look. If you lie every time that you're high, <laughs> you've never told the truth on the show. I haven't told the truth <laughs> ever. Years. Any podcast you guys ever heard, I've been lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kate, uh, there's some things. There's some interesting developments on this show. There's still some interesting things happening on Ring of Honor. But this episode was just like, here's some matches for you guys. Here's some familiar characters. We'll see you next week. Right. And then, I mean, I think it's inexcusable to not have Josh Woods in action all the time on He's every there. episode. Um, but we didn't have him, right? We didn't have um, Ethan Page. Like, we didn't have some kind of usual standbys that we've been seeing those stories develop with, which in some ways is good because I don't like things being shoved down your throat to the point where they get burnt out. But when you've had no real stories for a long time, I'm kind of hungry for those. So hopefully they work their way back in. But tonight was kind of more of a sampler platter kind of situation. <laughs> but we do start strong. I will say that we do have the story building between he calls himself Angelico. So I'm going to stop pretending I know how to speak Spanish as a white girl. Yes. and Stop saying Angelico because I guess it's Angelico. So Kate, that was the biggest takeaway from this episode is that <laughs> promo at the beginning of him saying Angelico. I'm like, yo, the mystery has been solved. There's no more Angelico. He himself says Angelico. So we're going to call him Angelico. There you go. If Janae Kai or Janai Kai could 
could tighten that up for me, I'd be forever <laughs> thankful because I feel like I've never had clarity around that. And I would love to get her name right because she's an outstanding talent. And I like talking about her. Respect. like to be respectful of the process. But Angelico, I don't have to pretend <laughs> that I'm anything other than a dumb white American about this. But he's got this opening promo saying that Eddie took advantage of Serpentico and that is not like championship material and that they've been friends, but he did wrong by Serpentico with that. And I kind of liked that. It's um, an additional context to, hey, you have the title, which is usually how Ring of Honor things go, right? But uh, I, I'm glad that we're continuing to build this and I'm glad that it feels like Eddie Kingston is is a champion and that there's stories building toward his defenses and and hopefully we're going to see more and more of that right you got ethan page mm-hmm. coming for him spoiler alert if you don't like rampage spoilers plug yours right now you get five seconds five four three two one mark briscoe returned at rampage <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. so whether he's going to go for samoa joe or he might be going for eddie kingston for the world title which is kind of where we left off there was like a nice little relationship with them that you could tap back into I like that it feels like Eddie Kingston has a little bit more of a stake on the show than Claudio had. Um, And we do get our opening match with him here, and he wins with the reverse figure four, which looked good against Metalik. Um, I really liked the spot where he had a double leg submission locked in and Metalik got to the ropes and comes back with that. He's got such a great sling blade bulldog. Like, Mm -hmm. looked so good. Get the rock walk drop ki- rope walk drop kick say that 10 times fast before Can't hitting a step of <laughs> yeah don't ever don't ever but a good opener a short opener yeah. right guy won this made sense but one of the more refreshing things to see on the program because there was a reason for it right we're we're building some wins and a good opener to start angelico not angelico <laughs> so smooth in the ring nice to see him getting consistent reps here Listen, Angelico, Angelico, Angelico. That's his name. He said it, and we're going to wear it out. Now, this is a I, – I agree with what you're saying here. Of uh, I like him adding a little bit of context to the story of, like, I want to beat him for the championship, but this is also the reason that I want to get revenge on Eddie Kingston. He disrespected my friend. Now I'm going to disrespect him. Just uh, adding a little bit more character to Angelico because we, we haven't really seen much of his background in AEWROH as a whole. So them kind of adding some more to him makes it good. And then putting him again in there with more luchadors that are awesome, that he's going to base great for, that he's also going to get great offense again in against. I think it's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to the Eddie Kingston match. I don't know if they're going to, if that's the final battle match or if they're going to have it before then, but some interesting developments. Definitely. And I'm an electrician pointing this out. I was trying to remember what might have thrown. I was like, something threw off the taping schedule and this might've had something to do with it with battle oh, of the belts being taped right. on Saturday. I kept trying to be like, what was it that threw this off? I couldn't remember because they don't really do much with battle of the belts. So why am I going to remember what happens on yeah. battle of the belts? But that makes sense. I'm sure that plays and in, comes into play here, but I will say there's a lot of times that things come into play here, right? There's a lot of pay-per-views now. There's a lot of battle of the belt situations. So if they're going to have some consistent footing and they're going to let these things keep cropping up, like they've got to get a handle on that. So we're not getting filler episodes because we're headed toward a lot more pay-per-views, right? So um, we can't do that every time there's like a go home situation or whatever. Like we got to. Because it seems like that at this point, AEW is doing monthly pay-per-views now, so you got to figure out the schedule because this is going to happen every month. 
Exactly. Exactly. So we can't let it get derailed in that way. I'll say that is a pain point of reviewing WWE stuff is because they have a pay-per-view every month. That means you're getting a go home show once a month. And I'll tell anybody here, like if you're nerdy enough to be listening to an ROH podcast and I wear that as a badge of honor, you're Mm. nerdy enough to understand that go home shows feel different than the rest of your regular programming. So it does feel kind of annoying when it's like, man, 25% of your shows are go homes. That that gets tricky. It gets tricky with programming. Right. Even you just saying that out loud, I was like, man, that's a lot. (laughs) It is. A lot of focused writing. You know what I mean? Like Tony Khan has to really focus in while booking collision, while booking dynamite, while booking ROH, he's going to have an ROH and AEW pay-per-view two weeks apart at this point. So yo, time to kick into high gear. It's a, it is a lot. And it's also not a problem that's solvable because you don't want to put your creative or your talent in physical (laughs) stress, like right before one. So Something they got to figure out how to work with because you can't really combat it. Right. I'll tell you what else can't be combated here. All right. Sean Dean is out here looking jacked on social media. All right. Mm-hmm. Captain Jacked is what I was calling him online. He is mm-hmm. putting in the work in the gym, looking fresh, looking great out here. Infantry looks good with Trisha Dora. We had three women's matches tonight. She wasn't in them. I don't know why. Let's get this woman some W's. But right here. A very quick match against uh, the Hughes brothers. Uh, <laughs> sounds like the Bruce brothers, but mm-hmm. Terrell and Terrence, they get some quick early offense in, but ultimately the infantry hitting the boot camp for the win. Uh, and it was a quick one, but nice to see the infantry being kept strong. They're clearly trying to combat my conspiracy theory. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no other explanation for the fact that they would be getting a couple more W's other than the fact that I called it out and then all of a sudden they're winning again. Like, mm-hmm. just further down the rabbit hole I go. But Infantry getting a W here. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, super fun, match. Shout out to Terrence and Terrell, double young Devon Dudley, uh, <laughs> the twins of the Hall of Fame, legendary Devon Dudley are back on AEW and Ring of Honor TV. And I thought they looked good. They looked even better than the last time they were here on TV. But great to see the Infantry doing their thing. I was weird when they had that singles match last week. I'm like, they're a tag team. Keep the momentum going. They got back to it. They got Trisha Dora. Everything you love about the infantry is here. I love their finish. I love their intensity. They are in line for wherever those Ring of Honor tag team championships are at. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> wherever they might be hiding and somewhere in, in Long Island with MJF's <laughs> parents. I don't know. Adam, maybe in Roderick Strong might have them for all I know. I have no True. idea. But Peter mm-hmm. says, Kate, I'm smoking Portobello's Reg. Different plant. <laughs> the smoking, yes. Double smoker. I like it. I'm not. I'm, I am plant-based, but I respect your commitment to the meat game. But, hey, if you're going to be kind to animals today, I'd, I'm not going to argue. I like it. Yes. I like it. But we move on to the guy that you always go to if you don't have any stakes in your program. You go to Dalton Castle because yep. who's going to keep the crowd more entertained and attached than this guy? Against Anthony Henry and what I thought was a really fun match, way more so than I thought it had any right to be. Dalton Castle winning with the bangerang here. But Anthony Henry just out there doing some strong voice stuff. I loved mm-hmm. when they were running around the ring and he just hit that running leg lariat. I was like, damn, he hit yeah. so hard. Mm-hmm. But really, really fun. Dalton's personality with 
kind of who Anthony Henry is, is, is such a nice contrast, both stylistically in the ring and from a character perspective. How do you not love Dalton Castle being on your television? Him getting a W, him continuing to look strong. Again, this felt more of a filler episode, but at least yeah. the people that you want to keep winning were the ones that were consistently getting some Ws here. Yeah, um, Anthony Henry, like I said a couple of weeks ago, every time he's in a match, it feels like a fight. And him bringing, like you said, Dalton Castle into that element, I think is really fun. While Dalton Castle still is Dalton Castle, still working the camera, still working the crowd, still doing the character work. I think him in situations like this is great. We need to see more of Dal Dalton Castle. He's one of the few wrestlers here in Ring of Honor that tries to make any of his moments important. When he has his promos, he's like, watch me. I'm important. I'm trying to do something important. I want to win a championship. I'm here for a reason. Like he make even in like an episode like this, he makes it feel like something more. And he needs to be rewarded for it. If he's the one to beat Joe, he's the one to face Eddie Kingston. I don't know. He needs to have something because he's bringing some kind of importance to this. I agree with you. And that's kind of the trickier thing right now is I think you get the idea that Dalton Castle is important but you don't know what path he's on. So that's right. where it gets a little trickier. Like that is a top guy. What is he doing next? And where is he going is something that's still very ambiguous. Um, mm -hmm. But he is so impressive. Like you said, even I think it was two weeks ago. Now he had that promo where he was in a white t-shirt and yeah, he was just talking about like, man, this has been, he kind of said what we're saying. Like it's been a little bit mid. I got to give the people what they want. This is my responsibility. Like I just love him shouldering all that as like a, a personal quest of his he's just the best we love mm -hmm. dalton so we don't get josh woods in, in uh action which is a high sin like a high level high level sin in my opinion because that guy I should heard. be wrestling mm -hmm. but we do get him backstage with mark sterling lexi nair and tony niece mark sterling blew off uh niece's loss to samoa joe on battle of the belts and then is bragging about uh, his charges. And is this from last week? Or was Ethan Page on this too? Isn't yeah, Ethan Page walks in and confronts okay. him. Okay. He had the card. And you guys have, is, I've been calling you. This is how much of a filler episode it was. I thought this was my notes <laughs> from last week. Ethan Page comes in on the left. He's wondering why, yes, why Sterling hasn't returned any of his calls. Mm -hmm. uh, and Paige asked Nice if he was proud about how he cheated to win before Woods got in his face. So where I was thinking this was going to be an Ethan Page heel turn, it feels like maybe he's a face on this side of things at least. Uh, I don't know how much I love him being mixed up in all of this. Yeah, I'm here for Ethan Page versus Josh Woods for sure, but this feels like continuity continuing with Mark and Tony Nice. But if it gets me to Ethan Page versus Josh Woods, I will not be complaining. It kind of made Ethan Page look like a little bit of a dork because he was like, no, 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 Mark Sterling, leave me alone. They used him to trick him and got a victory over him. And he's like, I've been calling you guys trying to get on the team. And they're like, dude, we're done with you. We used you. We got what we needed out of you. And he's like, please give me another match. And they're like, well, we'll let Josh Woods beat you up next week. And he's like, cool. Seems a little bit weird, but I understand. I think where they're going and more ethan page and more josh woods on my tv i'm with it i agree wholeheartedly and that was from this week and not last week so i'm just glad my notes were right how about that <laughs> well, we are right. flying through this because there isn't a ton to say but we do appreciate your support 
We got me Norma saying three women's matches. That is something that ROH is great with is screen time for women. Three women's matches in an hour and 20 minutes. Who knew Athena needs to drop the belt and get to dynamite where she should run things in 2024. Agreed. Does feel like we might be headed that way a little bit. Does feel like we might be headed that way a bit because we do see this is my favorite part of the episode. I think some some nice progression with the storyline. And I said it before. I'll say it again. When your losers leave with a massive development in their character or story, nobody really loses in wrestling. And that is what happened right. here, in my opinion. Really nice end to this match. Uh, you got Starks and Athena setting up for the double superplex. But Mercedes Martinez powerbombing Athena out of the corner. Martinez and Diamante then hitting the street sweeper on Starks for the win. What I loved about this is I felt like this is where the story was going. And I was still surprised that uh, Athena and Starks lost, even though I kind of knew it was heading there because we have not seen Athena on the losing side at all. Now she's still undefeated in singles competition, which is important, but um, it did the job of making me buy in to be shocked by the fact that she was on the losing side of something. And then she's just ballistic at Billy Starks in this backstage later. Um, Billy is being interviewed by Lexi. Of course, the minions in training and Billy's just distraught here, but Athena just going off on Starks, noting that it's the first loss. I loved what she was saying about you could be some 18 year old sensation. That's just losing all the time on a different program. Like that was some nice ROH pride and, and a point of like, wow, you could be a young sensation, but not really get anywhere when you're a young sensation, you're Mm -hmm. paired with this, gold having dominant champion and this is what you're doing really really trying to get her to get her act together here i loved all of this this was the highlight of the episode for me loved the match loved diamante and martinez coming out with the w here and i loved this promo so much athena mvp always what did you think of everything we got here also liked that it was a tornado tag match because lord knows they don't always instill their their rules anyway at least tell me there's not going to be any you know Yes, exactly. I thought this was strong work all around. Everybody's really doing exceptional work in this angle. Diamante. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mercedes Martinez, not for nothing, are playing great heels on the other side, especially kind of counteracting what Billy Starks is doing. And it, in turn, is making Athena more pissed off, which I think is great for her character because she's been playing this really nice baby face role, showing Billy Starks the way, the ropes and all of this. But on this other side, like, look, she suffered a loss. Like, there's things going on that are affecting her brand, and she doesn't take kindly to that. And I think that's going to play a big role here. Gets a big win for Diamante and Mercedes and establishes them as some badass characters like they already are. This is great work all around. I love in the match that Billy Starks is showing some aggression, but she's still a lo- young little girl and trying to celebrate. And Athena's like, get it together, dude. Like, why are you doing this? We got to win this match. And uh, in the end, that kind of cost him the match. A lot of great character work. If we can praise something about this show, it's this. It's what's been going on with Athena for the entire year. Billy Starks has been great in her character work. I think all of this is just really strong. This needs to be present. To put this in the main event, like, these shows have the weirdest main events, Kate. We talk about it often, but it's always like, okay, there's this match that probably should have been in the main event, but you, like, just throw one on. So, I don't know. I don't understand. But this stuff was great. It is very weird when you also know that they have time to edit it. Like, it's... um you should be able to sequence your card anyway, but if it's a thing Any of like, you want. oh, we want people to stay, so we want to open with it, but it feels like a main event. Like, that I understand from the live challenge that you have, but you can just go back and edit this. You do it Next with thing. Rampage all the we time. We can put, watch these matches in any order. I don't know when you film these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we move on to Kyle Fletcher and Willie Mack, and some love from Kyle Fletcher from Matthew Hook's well-deserved said would love to see Kyle Fletcher hold singles gold commentary doing an excellent job putting Kyle Fletcher over as well. Loved them talking about uh, the tag gold that he's held in new Japan. Love the story of him not quite getting it done without his tag partner. He's had a lot of singles losses, even though they've been against the best talent in the world, him getting the W here in a really great match. I felt like him Mm. and Willie Mack just had awesome chemistry. Yeah. This ends with Fletcher hitting a second leg lariat to the back of Willie Mack's head. So great because he then goes for the tombstone for the win. I love those like combination finishers when you're a smaller guy like uh, Kyle Fletcher is because it's like he took a blow before he took the tombstone. Like it just adds that layer of believability of like that Willie Mack was doing one of these and he just mm-hmm. kind of went for the knockout on it. I love, love, love nuances like that. Kyle Fletcher has those all over the place. 
incredibly strong for a guy of his stature and yeah. age. Um, his suplexes are ridiculous at, at this point. There was a really incredible head scissors into Shining Wizards for a near fall in this. Willie mm-hmm. Mack, great. We know what he can do. He's incredible. But I've just really liked the fact that they're still continuing to showcase Kyle Fletcher while Mark Davis is out because he's just a fantastic wrestler under the the uh, Aussie Open umbrella. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay, also not a bad wrestler right here. Uh, this has been a, a heck of a showcase for Kyle Fletcher. It continues here. And nice to see him get a win. Yeah, he had a, a pretty nice promo earlier in the show, too, where he talked about getting the opportunities of Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, but not being able to execute, adding on to his character work. He has been, I mean, he keeps getting put in these positions, unfortunately, with Mark Davis suffering these very unfortunate injuries. But every time he's given a chance to, to shine, Kyle Fletcher has done it. And this right here, we're locked into, he's on to something right now. He's having matches with the best in the world. And Willie Mack, I also consider best in the world, but he's not, you know, put in the positions that those others are. But still, look what he's happened here. He's had the here. best ever conversation yet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like a Brian Danielson or an Omega is correct. Right. But he's still amazing wrestler. And it shows right here. Kyle Fletcher can go with anybody. He's going to have a great match with anybody. And Willie Mack is just like that, too. I think, like, he's going to – he has chemistry with so many wrestlers that it's, like, not even surprising. Like, yeah, of course he's going to work with Kyle Fletcher. He's a good wrestler. They're great wrestlers. They work together. They do these great stuff. Willie Mack is always a surprise because there's still not a lot of people that know him. So when you see him, this is classic Willie Mack. When you see his entrance, you're like, okay, this is interesting. He has like a cool vibe. I don't really know what he's going to do. But then when he starts doing it, the crowd always gets behind him. He's one of those like no matter what at the end of a match, you're going to be like, wow, who's that guy? What is he doing? He's different. So, yeah, just more Willie Mack. Seeing both of these guys here was great. His offense is so explosive, and I know everybody kind of says, like, his athleticism and the way he moves for his size always seem like, you know, like a a feat of physics. Like, those things shouldn't be able to go together. I feel that way about J.D. Drake. Like, yes, where you're like, I don't even physically understand how you move like that for your stature. Um, But he... He has obviously such a big personality, but what I love in stuff like this is to your point, he has chemistry with everybody. And I think that versatility of being a strong dude who can slow matches down and do some big boy stuff or kind of sneaky explode some offense. It makes him able to work with anyone because he can just, he can ramp it up or slow it down whenever, however you need to really, really good stuff from Willie Mack in here as well. But a Kyle Fletcher showcase for sure, but yes. great work from, from both fellas. Guys, get in your super chats if you would be so kind. There's a lot more of you now than there were earlier because we had an early start because this was a short episode. So a reminder, if you could be so kind to subscribe to Fightful YouTube and to leave a thumbs up on this video, that is always so helpful for the little review show that could. ROH and Impact doesn't always <laughs> get like the most amount of love because we are tucked away behind a paywall, but not the Fightful paywall. ROH is behind a paywall. We are here for you on the main every Thursday, kicking it and rocking and rolling over here. Yep. Next up, we have the reg match of the night. We've got our four-corner survival match with Gravity defeating Slim J, Gringo Loco, who looked so good in this, and Blake Christian. Very, very fun difference maker. Not my favorite of the booking, I would say. Gravity <laughs> breaking up uh, Blake Christian's pin with that top rope splash for the W. Uh, he probably would, and he's looked much better of late, so I don't want to be disparaging in any way 
under any circumstances, but especially when someone I think has been growing and improving, I would have much more preferred to see like Ringo Loco or Blake Christian with a W here. Mm-hmm. Slim J underrated as hell. Like I I'm continually surprised by how great he is because his character is so gimmicky. And I know that every time he gets in the ring, but he always does something that just surprises me. And, and here it was the awareness of the way he was navigating a four person match with guys with very different styles. Um, Seeing that all come together and seeing him just kind of pick and choose his spots to be able to add his flavor to this match. I, I just, thought it was an outstanding job and very just veteran awareness about how to kind of weave all of this together a little bit Mm and what I saw from him, but gravity getting the win here, stealing it. Uh, What were your thoughts? This is uh, what we would in the industry call Reg's shit. Mm -hmm. Spot foo, a spot foo, a showcase, spot foo international uh, Mm -hmm. incidents. Um, No, I thought this was uh, what it was supposed to be supposed to be four guys going out there and doing exactly this. I thought this was one of Gravity's stronger showings and shows exactly why some of these luchadors need to be showcased with somebody who can base for luchadors. That's why the base god Gringo Loco being here. I thought Gravity, like, sometimes his timing and his spacing and the way that he lands and works feels a little bit off because the other guy's not so used to, uh, you know, wrestling a luchador and guys that do stuff like this and gringo loco and blake christian and slim J. these are guys that have been in these positions so gravity's all his shit looked great today they get into some super spot food with 450s and splashes and all this at one point and i thought everybody looked strong gringo loco i don't is he does he have a tier contract i want to know what's going on he's been pretty strongly showcased on a lot of these ring of honor shows i think he's just a great wrestler so i want to know exactly what's going on here but this is fun spafu we need more of this this could have been longer for this short episode let have them flip for five more minutes because i'm here watching there you go not <laughs> enough spot food for reg but a solid match nonetheless also shout out to caprice coleman who on commentary said that white boy is crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact <laughs> <laughs> gringo loco right i mean mm-hmm. oh man i was he sends me howling and I, I love his personality is so um, it, it, he just always has your ear in the right way. Caprice does. Right. And he also had so much value from the wrestler perspective and it just lets Ian Riccoboni hold down his side of the fort. So perfectly. Like we say mm-hmm. it every week, but it shows up every week. Like they're good. They're so good. And in weeks like this, where it's just a sampler platter of matches mostly, like invaluable how great those two are. I got to see mm-hmm. Ian at uh I got to go to Dynamite yesterday. Oh, how was that? It was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Mm. The Ric Flair moment was a little mixed, not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Like there was a huge pop for it initially, and then it felt like the whole audience kind of remembered what he did at once. Then like, like uh, Rick Flair, then like, oh, oh Rick Flair. Oh my God, Rick Flair's here. <laughs> oh, Rick Flair's here. You could feel the energy change, and everybody wanted, like, Sting seemed so happy, but it definitely was like a little bit of a. I, I don't know if I've ever felt a live crowd energy flip like that quickly because swerve is out here breaking into people's houses it was yeah, a lot it was yeah. a lot but it was okada always, oh i mean okada and danielson at the end mm-hmm. 
Um, the rampage that you guys are going to see on Friday was fantastic. Live crowds are always fun. Philly crowds are always insane. So when you get like the excitement of a live AEW crowd, plus like add Philly intensity on top of it, plus the Phillies just lost the NLCS on top of that, they were like fired up, ready to go. We had some fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Looked like fun. Y'all were having y'all was a rocking crowd for sure. Yeah, we, it was very loud in there. And um, got to see Will briefly, the birthday boy today. And it so didn't on TV. Fun. It didn't sound like they piped any uh, crowd noise in. Either. No, we didn't all just start cheering and then stop at the same time. There was no conductor in the crowd, uh, so it was good live authentic. Let's crowd pause reaction. these boos right here. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Everybody's going to call us homers anyway because we're doing an ROH show, but like the fact that people are like, no, it's loud as hell when you go live. I'm like, you know, they can pipe it into the arena, right? Like, (laughs) God grant me the serenity (laughs) with these people who are like Sean Rossep has chosen this to lie about. Not Cody Rhodes, not CM Punk. He is lying about the piped in crowd. All right. You know what? God bless you. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, oh my God, Layla Hirsch, man. Whew. Making short work of Nick's here. I'm not familiar with her. Are you? Ariel and Nick's? Yeah, I'm not as yeah. familiar. Okay. She's on the list. She's a very talented wrestler. She was out injured for a while. So uh, it's great to see her back okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, she looks familiar, but I don't remember like seeing her in the zeitgeist. So if she was out for a bit. That that's yeah. possible. That's very possible. But right. uh, very very cool presence about her. She didn't get to showcase a ton here because her job was to get smooshed by Layla Hirsch. But okay, now that you're saying she was out for a little bit, I was like, I mm-hmm. thought I'd seen her, but certainly not yeah. of recent. Um, what number was she? Do you know off the top of your head, or do you <laughs> hate wrestling? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Or do you hate wrestling? Dude, there's, there's two options. You know everyone's number, or you hate wrestling. Can't stand you. <laughs> I get that a lot. Got that like eight times today alone, please. Impervious at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I love you. We have fun. We have fun over here. I had fun yes. watching this match. We got Layla Hirsch using the code of honor to pull Nick's for the Saito suplex. Man. I know I say her, she's little lady Taz, but she's not not little lady Taz, man. She- I mean, every week she keeps being more little lady Taz, honestly. A German into the running clothesline. Uh, really good selling from Nick's in this. Uh, that cross arm bra- breaker, though, for the win. This was a quick one. She's in her pink gear. We saw um, Maria Canellis in a promo, too, talking mm-hmm. with her. Baby boys, as she calls them, still very uncomfortable to me. But she says, like, hey, Layla Hirsch, if you need help getting back on track, I could be your girl. So they're continuing with that story, which I really like. Because, again, I like when losses have value. And Layla Hirsch had an important loss. Uh, But good stuff here. I just love watching Layla Hirsch in action, man. I missed her while she was out. I was kind of warming up to who she was or just getting familiar with who she was about right before she got signed. I was always impressed. She had some great matches with Chris Statlander, I think, on a, a pay-per-view zero hour or buy-in. Um, but great to see her back in action consistently. I, I think she's just fantastic. 
Yeah, I like the story that they told with Maria of her kind of being different than she has been before of being like, maybe I will listen to you, Maria. I might have been going a little crazy earlier. Maybe I will take your advice. And it's kind of playing into now I understand what they are doing with those. Uh, I was going to say the ass boys, but they're not the ass boys. Garrison and Cole Carter Close. and why, why they're kind of involved with this because it plays along to the Layla Hurst story more, which is which is really good. I think like this is going to continue her ascension up. She's already had the match with the thing and everybody loved it, but she's going to, this is going to make her even more of a contender having some adversity, as they say, a little backstory going up there. It is true. Thankfully we get more than just adversity. Shane monster calling you out. See, I like this. Okay. Did you make the list or not red? <laughs> I think the next step of ridiculous internet behavior about list is now list truthers. Yes. Like you hired someone. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, somebody ghost uh, ghost wrote the list. <laughs> I just put my name at the end. <laughs> and they're they're definitely white for sure. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the only way. You, you wanted all of the fun that comes with making the list, but you didn't mm-hmm. want to do any of the work. See, I a ghost a ghost lister. Ghost, a ghost lister. <laughs> Who are you gonna call, Reg? That might be a job See? for me. Yeah, you need somebody to get behind your list. Like there I you go. Be... Yeah. You can Ghost do it list. under wrong chess red no, or something. We'll find it. We'll find oh, it. We're going to move on to Lee Moriarty. <laughs> come on. Wrong chess. I listen. I wasn't proud of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. We're getting back on track. We're going to get right back in there. We're going to pretend that never happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud I said it. We're, gonna we're letting it breathe, too. Ooh, gonna... We're letting it breathe. <laughs> Cause I can't, I can't deny it. Letting it breathe, it's still breathing. It hurts. It still hurts too. It's not like you know when you hurt yourself and you let it breathe and you're like, oh, initial pain and then it gets better. No, it's actually nope. getting worse. So. More pain. More pain. No. Nope. Speaking of pain, <laughs> Lee Moriarty and Darius Martin here. Moriarty locking in the Border City stretch for the win, holding on to that stretch after the match of Shane Taylor's taunting Darius Martin. Action Andretti comes in with a chair to run them yep. off. I know you're so excited that the lights can coalition is still intact here. My boys are back, baby. <laughs> no, the, the real story here is what they're telling with Shane Taylor promotions, Lee Moriarty. They're playing into the things that people have always said about Lee Moriarty. They're like, you're great. You're one of the best technical wrestlers. You just need more aggression. You need more of this. You need some more of this. And I think that's what's going on here. Shane Taylor being his cheerleader of sorts of being like, yeah, there's about to be more of that, too. This is just the beginning. It's great. I'm loving this story that they're telling here. Again, it kind of teased Lee Johnson, right? Last week? Yeah, right. So I Our think... Um, two weeks? Recently. Yeah, <laughs> recently. Within the past two weeks, for sure. Um, but I, I like slow burning building the stable i feel like a lot of times it's like stable reveal stable reveal i like shane taylor maybe taking his time and scouting out people right like he knows he wants lee obviously right that it's like all right who's next because it also doesn't tell me there are three people in this stable or there are five <laughs> people in this stable if you slow burn it you can develop some more interesting stories that way and you can also as they're kind of earning their way in, it's a good way to get people some wins without it being so um, like this person has wins. They're headed toward the title. It's like, no, they're just on a roll. And I want that guy in my group. 
mean, I'm a New Japan fan, so that's kind of like everything. But <laughs> it's um, I, Shane Taylor's the right guy for that kind of story too, to to be calculated and and picking that stuff out. So right, some good stuff with that. I like it. We'll probably get a tag program out of it. I don't hate that. Um, especially when the belts aren't around, you got to have something for tag teams to do. And we still got this Shane Taylor and Keith Lee match looming over the top of it or something. So I don't know. We do. That'll be interesting to see where Keith Lee enters back into the picture because um, he's been start and stop a little bit. I know there's yeah. been some injury is- issues in there or some at least some non-medical clearances and stuff. So I would love to see that guy get on a roll because when he's on a roll, he's on a roll. So, <laughs> yep. We move on to our third women's match of the night. I got to say, it's so nice to, and I'm, I'm going to stop saying it because it should just be this way. It's but It's the norm in Ring of Honor. <laughs> it's the norm. It's not self-congratulatory. You're just getting awesome mm-hmm. women's wrestling. That being said, no Trish Dora, no Lady Frost. Like This was definitely kind of an off-kilter week. Remembering that Battle of the Belts was in the picture, that makes a little bit more sense here. Still would love something for the Renegades to do as a duo, but Rachel Elring defeating Robin Renegade here. Another nice job by commentary to put over her dad's legacy and connecting the tissues about how he was one of the strongest athletes to ever be in a ring. She kind of carries that piece of it forward. Uh, She gets the rolling elbow before the boss woman slam, which is really fun. Rachel Elring's looked good in her appearances here. Nice to see some fresh blood in here. We saw the hex in here. We're seeing Rachel Elring. Some Impact alum, some NWA alum here. Good stuff. Not necessarily the most impactful or meaningful win, but I'm always clamoring for more women's wrestling. I'm not going to complain when they finally give it to me, right? (laughs) Yeah, them bringing in more strong uh, veteran-style, they've-been-to-the-dance type of wrestlers like Rachel Ellering and the Hex, like you were saying, I think it's just great for the division. They're still they're trying to close these things with Billy Starks and Athena and Mercedes and Diamante. But when this wraps up, they're going to have a bunch of fresh new faces that are right there, ready to be contenders for whoever the champion is coming out of all this story. And Rachel Ellering is very strong. I saw her wrestle in West Coast Pro very recently. She's had She's been on some all-women's-focused wrestling shows recently, having very strong showing. So it's great to see her here. And to your point, it's fun because we're getting some real ass kickers on the show. Like, More than anything. Because <laughs> we, assuming at some point, eventually, we are going to lose Athena to the main roster, right? That leaves the Hopefully. biggest hole in your program, man or woman. I mean, that right. is that has been the thing that we've had to cling to week over week. So when she goes away and her aggression and that type of heel goes away, you want to have people to be able to fill in those pieces. To your point, you got like fresh race Billy Starks out there. You've got baby Tecker Layla out there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call her baby. That sounds more condescending, but she's tiny. Mm-hmm. And you have <laughs> ass kickers like um like like the hex, like we have um Rachel Elring here, Mercedes mm-hmm. and Diamante. Very cool to see. Very, yeah. very cool to see. Strong. We are already at our main event because this was <laughs> kind of a quiet little episode. So if you have any final chats that you want to get in, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more generalized as well to close us out here. But the Gates of Agony, as you said, a weird choice for a main event, but the Gates of Agony defeating Cole Carter and Griff Garrison, I said out loud, main event Cole Carter, like laughing to myself about, I was like, I got to say that to Reg on air. Real funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one. Mm-hmm. And the Iron Savages 
bring in the sauce as always, but yes. Khan getting the double main event spine buster on Carter for the win here. This one was a little bit odd. Um, I liked when we went off air, they said they were the story. And I'm like, okay, that makes me yes. feel like they probably have something that is lined up for them, that these wins Ooh. are going somewhere, that these they do. wins are going somewhere. <laughs> they However, do. I don't like Colter as much as you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not my favorite. Not my favorite. Uh, but they seem like they should be... They've been getting a little bit 50-50, so if the story is that Maria is helping them or harming them, like we have to help Griff Garrison make heads or tails on that sooner than later because that's going to wear out its welcome. Um, the Iron Savages are great. They're a little bit more evergreen. I think they could take some losses. But also, this is the problem of not having tag titles around Reg. Like We don't know if they're important or not as a tag team. I assume they are because they've been heavily profiled and they've been on AEW a few times. But... This would be more fun if it had stakes behind it. Now, the match itself was pretty good, and mm. I don't have a problem with Gates of Agony winning, especially if it's headed somewhere, but it's impossible to know where that's headed because the ROH tag title holders are MJF. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does that mean? Your thoughts on our main event here? There is a story being told here, so it's it's one. Things will make a lot more sense very soon, but uh, yeah, it looks uh, it looks interesting and weird the way that it's kind of laid out here. Like I see what they're trying to do with the Gates of Agony. They're involved in Swerve and Hangman, and they're in, they're 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 involved in a hot angle. So like they should be showcased over here. It's just been weird because they've been a trio, they've been tag team, they've been in these weird positions. So we don't really know what we are establishing them as ourselves. So it's, we're caught in that little position, but the, 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 the story will be told. It just very slowly. That's all I could say. <laughs> we are burning slowly. We are burning like a melted candle, which is what Ric Flair looks like. Okay. Hey, so rough one. My friend called him a melted candle. I was like, Oh my God, he looks like a melted candle. That's exactly what he looks like, but here's my deal. Okay. We're Stu Grayson. We said it last week. We said it the week before. You got one more week, ROH, until I put you on stew watch. Okay? Because you didn't didn't re-sign this guy, who's great, to have him have this awesome story and then get just thrown aside. So, assuming... And the Righteous. And the Righteous. They at least had their vignette last week. Okay. Um... But yeah, let's get these guys back on the... Where where is he in that story? I'm on stew watch. Starting next week. So you you got to get him on my screen. He's not injured because he's been wrestling the indies. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Stu Watch. I'm going to make a graphic. I'm going to be insufferable about it. Not as bad as Rochus Reg, but I will <laughs> be insufferable about it. Sick world we live in these it days. It is a man. sick world. <laughs> it is a sick world. But we have fun. We have fun. We do. Decent enough episode, completely filler. I didn't even think we would get to 46 minutes with this episode, honestly. So, you know, good for them. That why do you think we got spread as thin as Raunch's Reg? I'm trying to fill some time here, man. I'm not it's like let's laugh about this a little bit more. It's not it's not my A material, all right? But we gotta fill some time. 
they're doing filler, we're doing filler. We're like, doing yeah, that. it can't can be like this. I you think. know how hard it is to review a filler show? <laughs> yeah, right. Man. Like, I don't. Oof. Like, let's be real serious about this, you guys. It's yes. it's a task. We're you know what I mean? Just like a match that's just a match. Like, what'd you think about just this match? Oh, it was fine. Good. Oh, they're great in ring. <laughs> That's all I got. But that's all I got. <laughs> hopefully back on track this week. Battle of the Belts definitely threw a, a wrench in the gears, I'm sure. But even so, I, I will say I do appreciate that this was an hour and 20 minutes. They at least trimmed it yes. down. Uh, and we still, the meat of the episode, all of the Athena stuff I thought was great. Like all of the Athena and Billy stuff from match to story. Excellent. So yep. still something. And we are going to start the build to final battle, which is good. We got some kind of, that's going to start adding stakes to things. We'll start probably having a tournament. We'll start establishing who's going to be at this show. So hopefully that aids in this. Are you going to be at that show? I'm not going to Texas, Kate. Yeah, no, I don't like Hammerstein, I was, I was like, demographic to go to Texas. Yeah, know? like <laughs> when Hammerstein was rumored, like the little light bulb in my head was like, yo, that'd be. Like, I'm going to the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like in December is going to be cold. Might be kind of cool. New Year's, all kind of stuff. And then they said, psych, Texas. And I was like, all right. Like, hard pass, actually. Yeah, I'm uh, good. <laughs> I'm okay, I, brother. too, will not be going out there. Because mm-hmm. um, it's far and expensive and I like my rights, et cetera, et cetera. So, boom, boom, uh, boom, and boom. <laughs> <laughs> Double Cold Cabana in here. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. We love it. Um, I think we'll just wrap it up. We kind of already previewed a little bit of where we think things might be going for Final Battle. This is my second stream of the day already, so my throat is killing me. So I yeah. lied before when I said we were just going to vamp for 12 minutes. We're going to get nope. out of here early. Yep. No Impact Post Show for those of you who are tuning in around now um, to see that because they had a clip show. But, Reg, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find me every Thursday here on Ring of Honor revealing, reviewing uh, filler episodes with Kate. It's the best. Uh, every other Thursday, I'm on with Philip Lindsay doing Ask Rhapsody. That wasn't today, but you can catch us next Thursday. Uh, every Wednesday night, I'm on with Denise on the AEW Dynamite post show and also on with Mike on Indeed earlier in the day. And of course, every Saturday, you can catch me with Philip Lindsay, Grapsity Podcast. It's 9 a.m. for me. It's noon for everybody else. It's all the kind of times for other people that live across the country and across the world. Appreciate y'all for that. But yeah, that's where you can find me. And of course, we talked about a little bit. The BW500 is out. My DMs have finally slowed down. No more wrestlers are yelling at me in my DMs, at least for now. You know, things could change. Oh, you support black wrestling? Name every black wrestler. <laughs> name name 500 black wrestling matches if you could do the wrestlers. Right on. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And also, get some sick merch, right? At grapsity.bigcartel.com? That's the, that is the site. Go get you a Grapsity hat or a Grapsity shirt. Look like I did on our 100th episode. And look like I will when my hat eventually shows up. The hats are so sick looking, as are the shirts. I just am a sucker for a good ball cap looking deal. Uh, guys, you can catch me at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter, all over Fightful. You can catch me on the main channel Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. You can catch me at the Mark Order on Wednesday and Fightful Select on Mondays. I've also started doing my own content on my own YouTube channel at Miss Kate Fave. So you can check out my weekly review show. That's going to be tomorrow this week. It's just called the Bad Dude Wrestling. Tito. You just uh, interviewed him. Shout out I to that. I did. So mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to try and keep this as a series going. The first one was so much fun. Bad Dude Tito was so awesome. I mm-hmm. was like, I don't want to do 
regular prediction shows because everyone's doing those. I was like, I'm gonna have Bad Dude Tito come on and just tell me who the baddest dude in each match is or dudette in some yeah. cases. And we talked about his appearance at SoFi Stadium and the San Diego Pro Wrestling Academy. Go support that. But he like he really committed to the bit, which is what it takes. Like he was really thinking about like who the better dude in each match was. I think I'm exactly. gonna keep that going. Like well, I mean, I don't know if everyone's gonna come. I don't know if everyone's gonna commit. That's the thing. That's the thing. You gotta pick the right ones. You gotta yeah. pick the right ones. So I'm mean, gonna. I think the next one will be. Will Zicky Dice tell me who's more outlandish? Because that guy will commit to the bit. One thousand percent. Yeah, like <laughs> he'll take over the bit. I won't even have to do anything. I'll just click buttons and he'll he'll take over. But he Tito was so great to me. Uh, please go support him, Bad Dude Tito, on Twitter and the San Diego Pro Wrestling Academy. Doing great work out there. Had a monster 2023. We talked all about it. The appearance at SoFi Stadium was so cool. He told me all about how they needed like a military engineer to get the design to get the ring out onto the field in record time. Like it was crazy. Wow. So head over to at Miss Kate Fabe on my YouTube, but more importantly, support Tito and, and the work he's doing. What a what a cool dude. And he really dove into my extremely silly idea. So much appreciation to him. But subscribe to FIFA Select as well on our way out of here. This is like the shortest show I've probably ever done because I talk <laughs> so much. There was not a lot to talk about today. Listen, but Kate, all we ever do is talk on these podcasts. They could take a short one from us. They I talk can. for three hours every Saturday. It's Look, <laughs> I'm not trying to bridge the gap to Joel and Cresta either. We don't have to. There's no... No filler here. We might have had a filler episode, but we're going to call it here. Exactly. Thank you so much. And have a great and wonderful wrestling weekend. We're out of here. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.